PayPal is soaring because crypto, they incorporated this crypto thing and like everybody loves it. And so it's then it started going like, <laughs> It's almost like they use media to manipulate the price so that they can get nice entry points. Almost like that, I don't know. right? That's just a conspiracy that I have though. Interesting. It's pure tinfoil hat shit. I'm just mm -hmm. a fucking dumbass on the internet. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, everybody. Huge shout out out there. Uh, welcome back. To, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. My name is Steve Green. And today we're going to answer more of your beautiful questions. Thank you so much for sending. And if you want to submit a question, you can submit to podcast at Nikki.limo. That's podcast at N-I-K-K-I dot L-I-M-O. And we will maybe see your question. I kind of choose them at random, but... We're... We don't focus very easily and so we look for things that grab our attention yes we do go by titles and then we go by compliments so those are the orders in which we choose our questions which makes us very susceptible to advertising as well we absolutely think. yeah so if you want to advertise to us oh that's you got us good also disclaimer that we always say is uh we are not experts so although you may choose to ask us a relationship or a money or a crypto question <laughs> please Although I do feel like I'm a crypto expert, but it's fine. This is for entertainment purposes only. Correct. Please consult a financial advisor and or a mental health professional. I feel inside that I am a crypto expert. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to, to recognize your skills. I feel inside that I am a princess astronaut. Okay. So. When are you going to space? I don't know. When I feel like it. Or do you go to space like astral projectorally? Well, I'm an astronaut that doesn't go. You know, not all astronauts go to space. That's not true. Yeah, so don't discriminate. That's ridiculous. I didn't consider... Don't, don't play into the stereotypes. I didn't consider Gary Sinise an astronaut when I watched Apollo 13. I was just like, he's a fucking poser. I don't know who that and is. And he's a whiny boy. I don't know who that is. Um, anyway, your questions. Let's get to them. Yep. All right. So I, I don't look at these beforehand, so I'm just going by title. This one is titled, I'm Stuck. Okay, what are you stuck about? Hmm? All right. Like I'm in a sliding door. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm, Help. Can you please I'm call the police? Between the place between the sliding door. Both yeah. sl sliding doors have closed. As, and I'm sandwiched. <laughs> <laughs> please please bring food the and water. The screen is against my face. Against. Um, hi, Nikki and Steve. I've been listening to the podcast for quite some time now. I've been stuck in a loop with this guy I met 10 months ago. Uh, we worked together, and when I first met him, he was everything I wanted in a guy. But as you know, every guy has his flaws. Oh, don't I know it. Hey, what? He has a little girl that's about to turn one, and when I met him 10 months ago, he had a girlfriend, and I had a boyfriend. Shortly after I met him, I broke up with my boyfriend at the time and went back to my ex. By the way, don't ever go back to an ex. So mm. true. Things started getting personal between us, and he soon broke up with his ex. Then things got sexual between us. Oh, shit. His ex found out, and she ended up moving out, and I thought we were going to end up being together. Then his ex wanted to move back down here where we live because their baby's doctor is down here, and driving five hours to a doctor's appointment seemed kind of dumb. I thought she could move doctors to where she was staying, but she never seemed to understand that concept. <laughs> Slight dig. Uh, she moved back in January, and then I found out she was pregnant with his baby. He had cheated on me when she came down Christmas week. He then left me to work things out with her early January, uh, but then things never seemed to fix and he came back to me. Now, I'm constantly thinking he's cheating on me when he goes 20 minutes without responding. I spend a lot of time crying to myself to sleep 
uh, cry myself to sleep thinking of scenarios that haven't even happened yet. Yeah. I'm breaking my own heart over him. She's moving out again soon, but I feel like soon isn't soon enough. I can't do anything with him because not only does she stalk him, but she stalks me too. I see her coming to my job all the time to make sure I'm at work and and so as him. She drives around where we all live to try and catch me and him together. She He's knows very healthy. She knows we are a thing, but tries to get back with him anyway, even though he has told her they are not getting back together. I'm really sorry this is lengthy email, and I'm sorry if there are spelling mistakes. I just need to know if I should let him go or try to stay with him and work things out. Do you honestly think, if you've ever listened to this fucking show, that we're going to be like, yo, girl, you got to stick it out. This guy sounds like a gem. Sounds like a winner. You got a real gem on your hands here. Yeah. Just got to polish that turbo. What, what we bit. always like to say is if there's massive problems in the beginning, it's can work bound it to be a great love story. Listen, you've been digging. Keep on digging over there. You're almost <laughs> getting through. Yeah. And then go ahead and put the dirt over your head. Just, ki- just really pack it in there and bury yourself. Because you that's what you are doing right now. Your, your my entire friend. situation is based on sticking around this cat. And then you got the chick even like hovering around you. Fucking she's your moon, I guess. Yeah. The, orbiting I you. Like you do really want just a, a mess of problems? Get like, out of here! There's just too much drama. Get away from this shit. I feel like sometimes maybe we su- we subconsciously crave drama because it's you know being comfortable is too boring and right. you get complacent and stuff. And so you kind of like get addicted to the thrill of the drama, but you're not really in love. Like you're just addicted to these feelings because they're heightened they're like so heightened and even though they make you feel bad and you're crying yourself to sleep it's almost like it's like that uh Gautier song where it's like you could get addicted to a certain kind oh, of sadness that song played way too much don't, way too long yeah. please don't do that again well i did it was on every commercial every fucking single thing for i know like 2012 ever. baby oh my God. i was actually going through a breakup while it was playing and i was like yeah i relate hard i was at a friend's house and he made me sit there and listen to the whole song and i was like why are you doing this that's three me? minutes it sounds longer i really liked that song when it came out it did get very overplayed but anyway i don't remember if back I liked it or to not. you friend um yeah no no like this is no this is big fat no and also they have kids together now what are you doing? No. Girl, look at us. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Value yourself. Look me yeah. in the eyeballs. Right. Value yourself. Please. I'm begging you. Mm. Just look at yourself and be like, hey, is this man worth this hype, heartbreak and tears? Obviously, you know, you're saying, oh, I'm uh, crying over things that haven't happened yet, but they did happen. He did cheat on you. So that did, that's not something that couldn't happen. It happened. Uh, and he had a baby because he cheated on you. So... I, I don't think uh, this is worth your, I don't think this is wor- invalid that you're feeling this way. And I don't think it's worth your struggle and tears. Listen, Move on. We love you and we're moving on. Let that too. space be open for someone that deserves it. We're moving on. We're and, moving and on. And you need to move and on. You, I'm already over, I'm over this it. guy. Completely over him. Okay. Next. Okay. This one's titled, Help Mind Boggle. Hmm. First off, love you both. Nikki, a little more. Sorry, Iceman. Oh, my God. What thank you fuck? so much. Thanks. I love when there's unbalanced love and it goes my Why way. Why do people do that? But not when it goes the other way. It you makes me very sad. reality. Everything must be compared. True. I mean, like, I love Tom a little bit more than Mama, but a little bit less than Franklin. I love this food. And it's better than your food as well. I can't just like my food. I have to make sure that it's better than your food. Yeah, you have to. Well, you have to know that you're getting a good deal. I, <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Yeah, that's all that matters. Okay, now to preface this, I did not do any research on my own. This is a purely random thought, and I would love to hear you discuss. How do blind people shop 
for clothes, accessories, shoes, house decor. I brought this up to my boyfriend and that's when he jokingly said I should submit this to you both. And I said, yes, now I have to prove him my word. We're, I told you I don't read these beforehand. We're slightly tipsy. We both enjoy listening to your show together. Okay, listen, I'm not, I'm not a blind person. I think it's very rude to answer for a blind person, to speak for a blind person. I will do it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You're kind of blind. You're pretty much blind. Good night. When we're Thank driving, you. You, Thank you very you're, much. you're blind. I believe they have, they have, they have phone a friend. I believe. <laughs> That's my belief. There's a channel that I, uh, what's her name? Molly, I think it's Molly something, but she is incredible. She can do a full face of makeup. She's blind, blind, like completely blind. And she can do her makeup perfectly. She can, she could do, she could do everything. And I like watch her channel. Look up Molly blind. Her name might not be Molly. But okay. wait till after the show. Don't but wait till now. after the show. Don't yeah. compete with our but, show. Uh, that means once, just because you're blind doesn't mean you can't do things like you your other senses get way more heightened and um i imagine like when they shop for clothes you're, you know you're you're picking out you're feeling everything like you just get really fucking savant at feeling everything right i i don't know i think i would ask a friend you're gonna you're gonna phone a friend i would on this one yeah yeah if you were blind or if you're either to, way. for the blind either way anyway google it there's a whole blind community that could probably answer this question. There you go. We are not the, the speaking people for this. Okay, next. This one is called Bitcoin 401k Money Investing Oh My. Let's go. Hey, guys. I just recently started listening to your podcast, and I've been hooked. I love your topics. I love your humor, and I feel like I'm just hanging out at the studio with you listening to a Cole conversation about shit I never knew. It's you're here rad. For the vibe. Thank you. You're here for the vibe. I'm glad you're here in our studio. Our very expensive, very chic, not to brag, yep. studio. Yep. It's very, if you're listening on audio, oh my gosh, it is expensive looking. It is luxurious. We put blankets all over everything. Yeah, we just don't, we want to be relatable. Yeah. So we're going to hide everything. That's cool. Um, okay. So I've been a little curious about Bitcoin. And yes, I'm really late to the party when it comes to the whole You're Bitcoin not. craze. You're, You're not. not. But honestly, listening to Steve talk about it and listening to your topics on investment and money management have really been to pique my curiosity, began to pique my curiosity even more about cryptocurrency, got stocks, investing, and what's my 401k doing? Real I'm pretty man. sure I'm doing 401k all wrong. LOL. I'm wondering, Steve, if you have any other shows specifically about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies or if you can recommend a good podcast for a newbie such as myself, but it'd have to be easy to listen to. I've tried a couple and I can't get into them enough to want to keep listening. I'm also wondering, Lisa, if you have any other shows you do or recommendations. I don't know who Lisa is, but... Uh, Thinks your name's Lisa. Uh, okay. You look like a, you could be I a Lisa. I could be a Lisa, yeah. I think. For a podcast or for a super, super beginner like that, I seriously have no clue about stocks or how to invest type of beginner. They like Nikki more as but, myself. They, but they don't even know her name. <laughs> Wait, no, this isn't the this isn't the one that likes me more. Okay, just, that I, was I've the, been stuck on it. That I'm was sorry. the blind person. I've been, I've been stuck on it. I can't blind let go. question. I've been stuck on it. Okay, well. I'm can't very, let go. I'm sorry. Can right. you... Can you let a can you let a new person ask a question? Yeah. This person's asking about cryptocurrency, so get get with her. I apologize. Also, she loves us both, but probably you more because she knows your name. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I I listened to your investing podcast and the one about GameStop last night, and something you said got me thinking about my four hundred one k and how it just By come the way, out of GameStop my check. GameStop hit three hundred today. Okay, okay, let me get through this question. 
Okay, started thinking about her 401k and how it just comes out of my check and goes to a mutual fund, I think. And honestly, I don't know anything about it beyond that. Should I put it somewhere else? Can I? How? I have so many questions, but I'm so not the money investing type. And there are too many podcasts and it's all so overwhelming that I just go back to listening to true crime shows. Haha, <laughs> way less stressful. Oh my gosh, true crime shows are... They're not less stressful. People are getting murdered. Okay. So anyway, yeah, that's what's been keeping me up this day, these days. And it's the first time ever really asking about anyone about it. So thank you in advance. The curious cat, Blue. Okay. So she's curious about... If you have any specific cryptocurrency uh, shows that you do, okay. which we do on we our do Patreon. Indeed. Now we just started one called Steve's Crypto Corner. Crypto Corner. I give you my monthly monthly thoughts on crypto on crypto i could end up doing it weekly we'll just see what happens um yeah we'll see what happens we'll see what happens because there's so much going on in the there's space so much buzz um but yeah just to give you a little primer i fear i mean anybody who says oh my god i missed it with bitcoin you could have bought bitcoin when it was at the peak in 2018 for twenty thousand dollars just held it and right now, it would be worth $57,000. You'd have to hold it through a bunch of people making fun of you That's and right. like berating oh, you. people are going to shit on you. Yeah. Monkeys in a barrel are always going to shit on you. When something goes gonna be high smarter than you. And, then it go, and then it drops low, people go, ha ha, I knew it. Because they didn't get in on it. So they, they like to feel smart. They're for, smarter than you they're because smarter they didn't get in on it at all. Yeah, they didn't take any risks. So even at the fucking bottom of the bull of this last bear market, which was, you know, last year. Mm-hmm. I was still up on my initial investment, which I pulled out years ago. So the idea that everyone was laughing at me going like, oh my God, crypto's dead and you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you're an idiot because you don't understand that I've made so much fucking money off of this shit and I'm still in the green. Mm-hmm. So you haven't missed anything. Not even five, I'd, probably, I'd say not even 7% of the entire world is even in on this stuff yet. It's very, very early. There's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoins um that the last bitcoin will be mined over 100 years from now you better believe it's not over yet and all these huge investors are getting in right now elon musk just bought in yeah um, this guy um i mean galaxy uh what the fuck is his name mike novogratz is one of the one of the investors it's just starting to hit a tipping point exactly dude also i heard today that the nasdaq is starting to make a list of all companies who are buying into bitcoin so if you think <laughs> this is over you're you're in for a rude one yeah. This thing's going to two hundred thousand. I, I mean, like I'm not an expert, blah blah blah. This is going to two hundred thousand dollars. Like I think. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it could blow off top at like three hundred thousand even. So this shit's not even beginning to bubble yet. So so get in. You can still get in. You can still get in. Just don't freak out if and when it drops. And don't like mortgage your house or something. Yeah. Just put in money that you're will that you're comfortable losing if it goes the other way. But just hold the fuck out of it. Don't. Don't put in money that you yeah. need tomorrow. Think of it as a long-term investment, not a get-rich-quick thing. Yeah, we're not here for that. We're here to no. change the financial system because right now they can just print as much money as they want on top of your fucking head and they make your cash less valuable, especially if you bank it by 4% every year. So you better be doing something with your money, in my opinion. Yeah, and with your 401k, it, it really depends on where it's going. I mean, you can pick a... Typically, in a 401k, you're looking at a bunch of mutual funds and... You can pick the mutual fund that you want. So you can find one that has a history of giving you a 12% return. Um, But I mean, honestly, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't care to learn about like individual stocks and you don't want to research individual companies, I would just keep it in a broad-based index fund or ETF or 
uh, a mutual fund that that has a history of giving you a higher higher rate of return because even though you're losing in, to inflation and uh, fees from um, fund managers, at least you aren't gambling it on a hot stock that you didn't research. I would also you, you mentioned like you know where I go for crypto stuff. Yeah, I would go to Reddit ETH Finance. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I would go to. I mean, there's a bunch of tubers who do it. Um, there's a guy named Cryptos R Us. His name's George. He's very, very good. Always on it. I think he's always on the fucking money with what he sees with the market and the way that I look at the market. I think we have an identical ideology about it. Um, so yeah, I think he's really solid too. Cool. And then for for stocks, I would always recommend Phil Town. I think he does the best job of breaking it down in layman's terms. And he is a he's a value stock investor. So there's growth versus value stocks. But uh, Warren Buffett is a value stock investor, and a lot of the investors that I like to listen to are value stock investors. And so Phil Town has a great um, system and podcast and book. Read his books. Rule number one. Um, read the other one is called Payback Time both really good books on how to analyze stocks and he any, any beginner like you don't have to know anything and you can learn from scratch with those books ethereum DeFi space check it out check it out and never stop checking it out you'll be very <laughs> just happy. keep checking it out get analysis happy. paralysis yes. checking it out okay Ooh, i like this title in all caps it says am i overthinking or being reasonable oh shit it sounds like you're very uh overwhelmed okay Hey, Nikki and Steve, just want to start off by saying that I appreciate you both so much and look up to you as a couple. You've always filled the silence with your wise advice. Love you both so much. Oh, my God. We love you, too. Thank you so much. Thank you for the evening. My name is Marianne. Smiley face. Hi, Marianne. Hi. I have a situation in my life that is bothering me very much, but I don't know if I'm overthinking. Here's a brief backstory. My fiance and I have been together over a year and a half. We got engaged on Christmas 2020. Oh, cool. Congrats. Congrats. That was just, that just happened. He matches my weird personality extremely well and vice versa. He is amazing and I'm incredibly in love with him and excited to start a life together. He has been the most loving, emotionally intelligent, loyal, and honest partner ever. It came to a point where he asked me if I was okay with him having a certain dating, having certain dating apps, but using them strictly for business slash friends since uh, he's into photography and creating YouTube content. Me, always being the understanding girlfriend at the time, I said yes because I trusted him entirely. Fast forward a little bit, he made friends with a, with certain people that I wasn't comfortable with, so I kindly asked him to delete the apps. Mind you, he has very bad ADHD, so I blame this next part on that. Another few months go by and he tells me about this girl he met on the app named Becca. When I told him that I asked him to delete the apps months ago, he was shocked as if he didn't remember the conversation, which is quite common with his shitty memory. So he tells me about this girl and is already making me feel uncomfortable because they met in a way that already felt weird to me. Becca lived with housemates, so my fiance would go over there and spend lots of time with them. Why? We were, I know. What the fuck are you talking about? We were on a breather during this time, and so I hated the fact, the fact that Becca got his attention when I wanted it the most. One night, he crossed a huge line for me. He had been there watching movies with her and the two housemates, and they offered for him to sleep over, and he accepted without asking if I was comfortable with it. After a long inner battle with myself, I finally let him know that his friendship with her was tainted to me because of the way they had met and... Uh, uh, the way they had met a comment she made about being down to have a threesome with us a friend wouldn't be comfortable to see another friend that way and him crossing a boundary with sleeping over on the couch 
He offered to delete and block her off everything, and I said that would make me feel the most comfortable. Even though this is over and done with, it still makes my skin crawl and my blood boil. Why does this have such a, a big effect on me? Am I overthinking the situation? Am I being reasonable? Am I just insecure? I feel like it's maybe because I didn't have, uh, feel like I had closure from it. He was surprisingly less emotionally intelligent when this was happening, but somehow always managed to understand where I was coming from with my arguments, just showing less emotion. Anyways, I know this is a really long email and I apologize. Honestly, it felt good just to get it out there. Thank you for being the amazing humans you are. Heart. Listen, dude. You, Marianne. You got disrespected big time. Yeah, you are not overthinking this. That's why you feel uncomfortable because they were. this guy was working you a little bit. I don't even think he was... I, I don't know. I, I think he he's was... playing dumb, dude, but he's he was... You can't do this shit, period. Like, you yeah. can't meet this chick on a dating app and then go hang out with her and all this shit. Yeah. That's, that's, no, no. He knows no, better than that. That's Come on. true. Come on. But um, she said they were on a breather. I don't know exactly what that means. Did, did they break up? Well, or but they're they fiancés, so I don't break? get that. Well, now they are. Well, right. But this was months ago. Okay, I see. Yeah. So it's just still bothering her. But they're fiancés right now. Yeah. I definitely think there's still an arrow there that you should revisit with him. Yes. Um, where you can fully feel like it's resolved because he just like quick fixed it. You know what happened? I think he didn't get any sort of punishment for it. Like there was no repercussion or anything. Yeah. It was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna delete it and block her and whatever. And there was never any okay, like, I'm sorry. And I, yeah, I, I there wasn't. It, it felt like there wasn't any remorse for. Maybe there was, but we didn't hear about it. Yeah, exactly. And but I'm just trying to guess on why she can't let it go. Yeah. Well, I also think too, man. I mean, knowing if I knew that you were on a dating app talking to some dude. And then went over to his house and, and spent the night spent there. Spent the night, hung out, and then I'm just supposed to carry on with you normally. Yeah, I think I'd still be bothered, actually. And where did he sleep? Did he sleep in on their couch, or did he sleep like in a bed, or you know, whose bed? I don't know. I don't trust the whole like. Maybe because I'm triggered because my my last relationship, um, this kind of happened. Yeah. And it was like we're friends, we're friends. Yeah, I know. But they didn't that's, end that's up being cool. just friends. No shit. And it was while we were on a breather. Guys aren't like this. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're the guy. Okay, cool. And great. why would you be on a dating app? I mean, I know it said that his his excuse was that it was for photography or, or friends, YouTube channel stuff. It does make sense. But then he crossed that line. So I, I don't, I think he is kind of playing dumb with the whole, oh, my memory. Come on. Like a dating app? Really? Come on. A dating app? Don't let him cover this up with stupid. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Make him take responsibility for it. Yeah. That's all. Own it. And then if you can move on from there, great. But right. if you can't, if it's something that keeps you up at night and something that bothers you, then he needs to reconcile that. Yeah. And you guys need to talk it out until like you feel like you trust 100%. Like, Because now that you're going to get married. There should be a clean slate. You shouldn't have any trust exactly. issues. It should be a very clean slate. So fix it before then, So bro. once you say, okay, this issue's done, it's resolved, like I, I, my feelings are resolved, then it has to stay that way. So if they're not resolved, you need to talk it out and continue to have this conversation with him until you get to a point where it's okay. It's, I mean, really exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. This I mean, happened to us a couple times where not this situation, but um, like where an issue like for some reason kept bothering yeah, either bring one it up. of us. Yeah. Bring and, it up till and, it's done. And it should never be dumb to the other partner. Like this we have such a I feel like we have such a solid understanding that if someone needs to bring something up again, that like it didn't fully get resolved and like we're on the same team. So yes. we want we want to get that resolved. Do it till it's done. Yeah.
And that really helps. It like does. just knowing that there's a safety net there where it's like, okay, I'm he's going to be from a place of understanding when I bring this issue up. Yeah. Are you communicating effectively? Yeah. Really? So good luck but out there. Good Hopefully luck. you can communicate I don't better. think that this is invalid for you to feel this way. Bring all. it up tonight. Let's go. Let's, Let's get this go. thing solved. Let's figure it out. But first we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will answer more of your questions. Not experts. On the Shit They Don't Tell You podcast network. Not relationship advice. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So Huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the <laughs> show. And we're back with more of your questions, your sexy sexual question. Well, actually, some are or sexual. casual. Or casual. You're like in some jammies, you're hanging out, you're going to watch some TV. Yeah, Netflix and chill. Yeah. All right. This one says, please help. My boss doesn't want me to apply? Question mark, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. Good evening slash morning. Good evening slash morning to you. Love you and Steve so much. You guys make my commute filled with laughter. Plus, you're both beautiful. Please help me. I like. I feel like you guys would know what to do. Thank you. She said we're both beautiful. That's Thank so, you so sweet. Much. Thank you. We're trying. I wanted to ask a question about applying for a higher position within a company. I'm currently a laboratory assistant position, soon to graduate from university and apply for a scientist position. Oh my goodness. Whoa, scientist. Oh, oh, smart. The thing is, the assistant manager, AKA the main boss for the lab assistants, had a strange conversation with me. She asked when I graduate, so I told her. Then she went on to say that she doesn't think the uni I go to is very good. She's hired at least 10 people from the same uni. It's also the top 2% globally. She also stated that the interview questions were very difficult and it was an odd conversation that really made me think she doesn't want me to apply for the position. Issue is, she is on the panel of interviewers. She's one of the five opinions. Okay. Oh, shit. I'm a hard worker, strong work ethic, barely take sick days, two-ish per year when I need it and I'm actually sick. I'm always on time. I'm always hardworking. I take every second Saturday as a sixth shift. I will always stay back or start early as requested. I barely make mistakes. I'm extremely efficient. Top two people KPI wise. There's no reason she would not want me to apply except for the fact that I was honest with her and said I would apply for jobs available during a pandemic as many graduates would, meaning I just need a job. I didn't state not necessarily in that department, but I did state I need a job and would apply for jobs as a new graduate. I think she's extremely loyal to the company and maybe she doesn't want me to apply because she thinks she'll train me and then I'll leave for a higher paying job, which is not a good reason not to hire someone. What do you think I should do? It bothers me a lot and clearing it up would put my mind at ease. I would really like to ask her point blank why she doesn't want me to apply. Or do you think that's not worth the effort slash consequences? Or do you think she will gain respect from me for asking the question? Thanks and kind regards, Anonymous. Dude, you fucking apply for this job. That's a great question, You by apply the for this fucking job, you understand? Yeah, me? absolutely 100% apply for the job. Because even if there, she's a doubter, you you get put in a position to prove that she is just a fucking hater. Yeah, and she's only one of five opinions yep. on the panel. She can so get outvoted even. Exactly. If she just dislikes you for whatever reason. Yeah, and I would ask her point blank, but I bring it up gently. Like, don't bring it up um, assuming that she's trying to somehow sabotage you. Or I would bring it up in a very neutral way. Like, 
hey, so um, the other day I asked about applying for this position and it kind of seemed like you didn't want me to apply. Is there a reason like you, you know, and bring up the points that you made, like, you know, you said the thing about the universities, but the thing is you're hiring a lot of people from that university and, you know, I just want to clear things up and maybe if there's something that I'm missing. Yeah, I mean, look, it's tricky, right? Because she could be a person that um, doesn't, there are people I've confronted about things and they end up respecting me afterward big time and tiptoeing around me and stuff mm -hmm. and making sure that they don't do that again. And then there are people where I've who have confronted about shit and then they're just like, yeah, and then it escalates the situation and then they're like, fuck you, fuck you, and like that kind of thing. Right. That's this doesn't I'm, sound like it'll be that. That's why I'm saying bring it up neutrally. But the the risk that you run is that she's still your boss. So if you don't get this higher position, then you know, you might have upset your your current boss. But I don't know. I feel like I can't work for someone that doesn't respect me. Never accept just chilling where you're at. Try to fucking win for yourself. Apply for this shit and try to blow the doors off of this thing and show her why you're a badass. Yeah. And it sounds like you, I mean, all, you listed all the reasons why you deserve this position. So just believe in yourself. Um, it's a movie moment for you. Apply, yeah. have confidence. It's a comeback tale. But the but the second question of which, whether she should confront her boss, like should she just apply or, and I not I think applying is confronting her boss. I don't think so. Yeah, because her boss is basically saying, yo, I think you won't get in because of the unis and all this shit. Uh -huh. So I think applying is confronting her boss. Oh, okay. It's like, yo, fuck you. Guess what? Boom. I just did it anyway because I rock. And they're like, hey, we all voted no on you. And we're like, oh, shit. Okay, my bad. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess so. If it is like that, where the yeah. they the they were like, uh, you'll never get in because of your unis, bitch. Sorry. I just feel like being direct. Uh, if you know if something's bothering you, like being direct. Well, when you when you go to drop off your application for this shit, yeah. If you happen to see this person, be like, hey, I'm dropping off, and be like excited about it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily. I don't know, man. I I like to put the knife in a paper bag before. I stabbed the person a little bit. And I think that there's something really nice about <laughs> not letting them know that it bothered you and mm. just plowing forward. Like, of course I would apply for this. That's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah I could see that. That's, That's all. true. That's true. Cause you have confidence in yourself and you, you're a fucking winner and you're, and you're going to go out there and prove it. Yeah. Cause there's not really anything that you gained from confronting her beforehand. I don't see why other than her being even more aware that you're aware that she doesn't want you to have the job and you can and create then, a weird awkwardness between yeah. you two and maybe she needs to prove that she's right and you weren't you didn't deserve it the whole time but but now she, it's more neutral she's like oh she was excited to apply okay I don't know yeah we'll, we'll take I take it back I think yeah don't Thank confront you. her go do the, the interview don't see, give when a you fuck. say that you like Nikki more some of you excuse you sometimes I come from behind out of nowhere and fucking bank a shot. And yeah, then I got to say, you know. Like last night. But yeah. You know, maybe uh, think about that before you, you write. You the favorite many a time. Just think about that before you write that. Let me have favorite. a win. I think Mark's. Give I think, me one I think win. I'm Mark's favorite. Yeah, right. I think so. Nah. I would put money on it, actually. Nah. I have. How much money? That's my money too. I put like five hundred on it. Oh shit! Yeah. That's the wrong bet. I I got into some weird betting markets, by the way. It's like you want me to feel like Mark likes you more now, so that we could win the bet. Yeah, because that's our money. Mark, I know you like me more. Just blink twice.
to okay. Mark, me so and I you, hope Mark. that helped. Um, believe in yourself, though. You sound uh, so qualified. So you're gonna be yeah, fine. Crush it. You're gonna crush We're it. We're so proud of you, by the way. You go be a scientist. How about you sound like Moira from Shit's Creek? Be a scientist. Like somebody who doesn't even know what the fuck it is. It's yeah. like you go be a scientist. A fancy, you do your fancy, you do your formulas. You, you little Don't let hypothesis. anyone stop you. Your little beakers and your little your little jacket on. Aww. Being a scientist. <laughs> okay, this one you're probably the favorite on. Will that make you feel better about yourself? We'll see. I'm still I'm still better. Okay. Then maybe I'll skip it. It's called screenwriting podcast, please. But oh, maybe oh, I'll oh, skip it. Yeah, because please. If it doesn't make a difference to you. No, no, no. That sounds really not really hot. All right. This is called screenwriting podcast, please. Hey, guys. Longtime fan and listener. I absolutely love the show. I look forward to listening to it every week. It's super weird because I feel close to you guys. Like we're best friends, but y'all don't know me. We well, know we do. you. We do. If you're in this crowd, you're, we know you. You. We, you. By the way, we actually do feel like we know our Patreon. Yeah, we do. So, so if you did want to join our Patreon community, we would absolutely know you because we know everybody there and they are all amazing people. Especially if you come to the live stream, bro. We, 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 I mean, I've yeah. gotten to know so many of those people. It's crazy. So true. I know so much of their lives. Yeah, we know their ins, the outs, the ups, the downs. Mm -hmm. We know why they're kind of bad people sometimes. Such bad people. And we know why they're kind of good people sometimes. But they're too. such good people. Yeah, they're the best. Anyway, um, no, we could actually. I actually recognize your name. I'm not going to say your name just in case you want to remain, oh, remain yeah, anonymous. Do, yeah, but I, I do recognize your name. Yep. Person we, who is sending this. We've seen you. We see you. I've seen you. Yep. Anyway, he goes, I really enjoyed the screenwriting segment on the last podcast, and I'm really hoping for a full podcast on screenwriting oh, and maybe shit. writing in general. Okay. I'd love to hear more uh, about Steve's process. Sold. Your little process. Yeah, my little process. Your little writing process. Oh, are you a big writer? Aww. Are you a big writer boy? Get on that big old keyboard are you and you go click, 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 Do some click, pages click. tonight? <laughs> uh, yeah, you bet. I'll do that for you. Just for you. How Just about for that? you, mister, because okay. we know you very well. Yes. Okay. Literally, though. No, not, not yeah, even no, funny. actually, I, I recognize it. your name many a time. I will do indeed that. You bet. I also almost feel like you're part of the Patreon. Like, I feel like I've seen you on the Patreon. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. This one is anxious about sex mm. Ooh, this is a good one okay, okay. sexual we question. like that finally mm -hmm. okay hey icebreaker and husband <laughs> what the <laughs> my name is katrina i'm 27 years old and live with my boyfriend of four years this past year i've been suffering a lot from anxiety and periods of depression and a couple weeks ago started taking treatment for both I now feel so joyful and productive, but still have some anxious days. I've never really been a sexual person. I sure, uh, sure I enjoy it when it happens, but I don't crave it. I can go months without sex or pleasing myself. Wow. And lately I've been so busy with my work and projects and binge watching The Office that sex has gone to the bottom of my list. My boyfriend has been very patient and supportive of my mental illness, and I have been pleasing him in other ways, wink, wink, <laughs> and <laughs> I tight. love it because I love him so much. He doesn't push me to have sex, but when I'm doing those other things, he asks if I want to have sex, and I politely and lovingly decline, and I tell him, I don't feel like it right now, but we'll do it soon when I feel less anxious. He kind of gives me a sad puppy face, but smiles because I still show my love and desire for him. We've had issues in the past because of my low sex drive. I felt like once a week was enough and he felt like I didn't desire him more since he wanted more often. He wanted it more often. I had to tell him that men are usually more sexual than women and naturally I didn't feel like doing it most days. I don't know if my medication has led to my sex drive being even lower than usual or I'm just so happy and excited with other activities that sex just doesn't seem that appealing to me anymore. So how can I be more sexual and get excited about 
about sex. I love my boyfriend and find him very sexy and attractive. How can I crave having sex more? I hope you guys can give me some advice. Thanks, guys. I send you all my love and wish you the best always. I have advice, but go yeah, ahead. No, please. I want to hear Ooh, your okay. So first of all, point number one, I do think that both of us, Steve and I, yeah. um, when we get into these periods of being extremely passionate and Obsession. obsessed with a Obsession. certain things, yes. we can definitely yes. go into a hole and forget about sex. Yes. Um, and I think that's totally natural, at least with us, like, um, I think it does suck if one partner is not in that mm-hmm. mode and then the other partner is because then it's like one partner really wants it and then feels kind of ignored or neglected and then the other partner is like really excited to work on their thing. Um, but usually like we have enough interests going on that we can like if one partner is in a hole, like we can find things to do. Yeah. So um, so that's natural. I wouldn't necessarily blame that on a, a low sex drive, although if you had a low, low sex drive beforehand, um, you know, that, that could come into play. I do think medication also does play a role in lowering sex drive. Sometimes you'd have to check with your doctor. Sometimes I don't birth know. Birth control too, is my understanding. Birth control too, for sure. For sure. Um, anything that fucks with your chemicals or your hormones can definitely impact your, your hormones and then your, then that impacts your sex drive. So that, that could be a chemical thing as well. However, I, if you do like just really want to try, if this is like something there you're now trying to focus on incorporating more in your life, there are things that you can do that I have found very effective, just such as making your environment more sensual. So, um, because when I don't feel sexy, and usually it's because I'm doing a bunch of other things, I don't really want to have sex. Like I don't, I don't feel, I'm not feeling myself in that way, right? But if I um, am putting on some music that I really like that I'm really vibing to and I light a candle and it's kind of sensual and then I start like kind of just caressing myself Whoa, dude. We, that was free. you know wow yeah it, it feels freeing like it's not no, it's it not free, for oh you got it for free yeah oh yeah sign up for my only fans just kidding <laughs> um no it's like it's not for anybody else it's it's for you to like feel more sexy about yourself and then it will start to leak into other areas of your life it'll it will maybe start to leak into you kind of wanting more intimacy and connection with your partner but it starts with you when you're really not feeling it like most of the time if you just kind of slowly start incorporating certain things I kind of like to put on a song like a like certain music like Lana Del Rey kind of makes me put puts me in that kind of mood and she puts me to sleep essential yeah just like lower the lighting and just kind of like be with yourself you know like feel yourself it also helps if I'm doing um consistent exercise and cardio yes that helps me too absolutely helps um just like just to feel more energized feeling like like I'm doing things with my body not just my mind and it gets endorphins going Mm -hmm. definitely like the endorphins, the serotonin, the, all that stuff plays a huge role. It's crazy how much things are intertwined. Do not you fall know, into the trap. It's not just one thing. Do not fall into the trap of like you just do things for your mind and you don't think things for your body. You got to do things for yeah, both. Yeah, you, you have to do things for both. To, have to. Absolutely. And, that keeps, and then that keeps you in touch with your body. So like if your body is like, you know, if you're repressing that you actually want to have sex because you're actively thinking about other things, yeah, that can fuck you up. It's yeah. definitely happened to me. Yeah. So... Yeah, try to pay attention to, to both of those meters. Yeah, but for me, environment is I like that. a big factor. I think that's good advice. Also, I've been wearing a lot of satin 
just makes me feel like you've been you've been sex bombing around yeah the house. i don't know like i need to feel more feminine whenever i've gone through like a dry spell of like we haven't really been having sex because we've been like working on our other things yeah. and i'm like oh, I just, I, you, we need that yeah, connection right do. so like Necessary. yeah i'll start to turn up the femininity for me that's what that's what kind of gets me going i mean it's it not works. a one size fits all but i i do absolutely like you know today i kind of played with makeup or like you know just doing like little things that make you feel more flirty or more sensual it helps so me. we hope that that helps so hope also that. you could talk to your doctor about your medication because that you know what were you like before this yeah. i wonder and and if there's any discrepancy there you know well she said she's always had a lower sex drive yeah yeah but i wonder yeah. if it's the same you know i wonder if it's like if it's identical or if there's any kind of difference between between the medication and, and then. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like there's a lot of variables going on. Yeah. Yeah. But so. good luck. Yeah, good luck. We're rooting for you. And I'm glad that you're still finding ways to be intimate. With your dude. That's outside great. of sex. Yeah. yeah. That's really, really, I think really that's, strong. That's the important part. He just has to feel like he like you want him even though, you know, obviously you're yeah. not in the mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and anxiety definitely does play. Anxiety fuck and depression, yeah. like... Hey, fuck yeah, man. Don't let definitely. anybody tell you otherwise. Mm -mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, if you start to try new things and it's still not, you know, you're still not feeling yourself, don't beat yourself up about it. It's There's a lot of things at play, including the fact that, like, we're in a pandemic and the world is pretty chaotic. You know what I mean? So uh, give yourself a break. All right. Next question. This is titled Investing Questions. Yes. I think we're doing a good yes. job of mixing up relationships and money and stuff. Okay. Hey, Nikki and Steve, but probably mostly Nikki since this question isn't about crypto. Sorry, Steve. <sighs> I listened to the Investment 101 podcast of Shit They Don't Tell You, and while I appreciated the information in it, there are some questions about starting out that you didn't really answer. Oh. I see that Nikki made a quick mention of Robinhood in her most recent vlog and said you might do a Shit They Don't Tell You on it. When was this asked? This was asked in February, oh. early February. Okay. okay, this might have been before. I don't For know if this was before or after. Episode? I don't I don't remember with the timeline on that. I thought that was last week of January. It was. Okay, I don't know what the timeline was on this, but she says, uh, I, I see that Nikki made a quick mention of Robin Hood in her most recent vlog and said you might do a shit they don't tell you on it. Oh, we did do a shit they don't tell you on the Robin Hood situation. Yes. So this must have just stop. been before that episode came yes. out. Okay. I'm also also sorry if this is long. I tried to be concise, but I'm usually really bad at that. So I've been thinking about the concept of investing for a little while now, as you do in your 30s. True. My friend recently started using Robinhood, and I know there are various other apps for investing in a similar way, but I'm wary of them. I'm interested in getting my foot in the door and starting, but I don't exactly understand how things actually work. The discussion of what is most and less risky was helpful, but it still doesn't answer the how questions I have. Basically, my questions are things like, are apps like Robinhood, Stash, etc., a good or bad way to get started with small amounts of money? Is there a way to get started on your own without having to consult slash pay a professional? At what point do you want to have a financial advisor how do you even choose a financial advisor how do you even find a financial advisor for clarification for clarification on this specific i have no idea how to do this i still live in the middle of nowhere our local businesses still take paper checks and most places within a 40 mile radius don't even have a website i can't just pop a search online for nearby offices and read google reviews and such because the online presence isn't there the nearest walmart even isn't is at least 60 miles away Jeez. There are so many different exchanges, New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, OTC, QX, and they, they don't all have the same companies. What's the difference? What, what about things like shares post and equity zen for buying shares in private companies that aren't publicly traded? 
Don't recommend doing that right now. Yeah, you, um, you're, you've overextended are yourself. Are those worth utilizing? Is one better than another? You said at the beginning of the last episode that you don't have to have huge amounts of money to start investing. But the hard part of getting started for me is it isn't just choosing where to put that money necessarily. It's how to even navigate the ethereal idea of the market in order to get started. I know you're not professionals, but please, if you could give some advice on these types of things, that would really help me and probably some other millennials out a ton. Much love, Sarah. Wow, Sarah. I Sarah, appreciate all these questions. The other day, the stock market crashed, right? Quote, unquote. Yeah. Me and Nikki are jumping up and down. Oh, yeah. We jumping were up super and fucking excited. down. How about that? <laughs> because we know the market is emotions. All yeah. this other shit where you try to get all technical and go like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so overwhelming. Such a big organism, all this shit. Dude, it is just a fucking human brain, basically. If there's no logical reason for a company to crash, um, buy they, the fuck. Yeah, out buy of it, it <laughs> because it's just emotion. Then, and do your research to make sure oh, that it's an that's event. That's the company not, you want to buy. Yeah, but like, if there's no like, hey, this uh, someone filed a lawsuit on, against this company, and so that's the reason it's crashing. If there's no definable thing, then just it's just emotions. That's the market's emotions. But anyway, um, read some books. Read The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Read Rule Number One by Phil Town, which I mentioned earlier. Read um, like Warren Buffett Way. Read uh, the read the Dondo Investor by um, Monash Pabrai. Uh, things. Read some books for sure. Get your mind in that state of thinking. But as far as um, how to get started. Okay, I'm gonna go back to some of these questions. Why not Robinhood? Are Robinhood and Stash good a bad a good or bad way to get started with small amounts of money? Okay, I think that Robinhood is set up very user friendly. They don't take fees for trades, so if it's a it depends on how small amount of money. But I do check Robinhood where to see if stocks have gone up or down. Oh, like it's a just it's an a easy UI. interface yeah. to look at. As far as like investing and putting all my money in that in Robinhood, no. I don't do that because, and this is just me, this is not financial advice, but um, Robinhood isn't really backed by a, a a bank that is big and has been around for a while. Like you want to look at like the, the brokerages, like where are they, where, where are they getting their money from to um, basically like play with and like loan out to people? Like where, what, what's backing it? If everything crashes to the ground, what is backing this brokerage and so places like fidelity vanguard um ameritrade like pl places that are backed by big financial institutions are probably your best bet they're also fdic insured like just so look at that um personally i have an account with ameritrade i know a lot of people that love vanguard and fidelity you know so those those are some to look at i don't know if that was your question your uh, and the next question was was there a way to get started on your own without having to consult slash pay a professional? Yes, read books, lots of books. Mm -hmm. Lots of books, Read, listen to podcasts, read books, find an investor you really like and want to follow and just listen to everything that they do. Surround yourself in it. Surra yeah, get just Sounds like you surrounded yourself in a lot of questions about it. Um, but you just haven't dipped into yeah, gotta, the actual go in. information. Gotta go in though. And it's beyond like Google, like you're, you're saying, you know, looking at Yelp reviews for local businesses i don't think you even need to do that like because you can do pretty much everything online so you know all these places that i'm talking about fidelity vanguard you you can open accounts online you don't even have to go to an actual branch yep. so um you don't i don't think you need to worry about that uh but consulting paying a professional i mean 
so when you do that they charge a lot of fees there's a lot of fees involved um if you're an athlete i recommend it yeah if you have ginormous amounts of money yeah and you don't want to learn you don't want to like go invest in yourself when i say you don't need a lot of money to start investing i'm saying it doesn't cost a lot of money to invest in yourself and learning the knowledge and then go on you know taking it step by step not like a get rich quick like put all your money in this thing and like you know get rich now like take your time learn what you're doing um invest in yourself first and then um start little by little going into a safe route um so when i I mean when you say i didn't go over the house i'm not sure which house i didn't go over because i think step by step the simplest form you have your money you go read lots of books you open a an IRA account, open a th- something that's tax deferred, you know, uh, or, you know, has some tax benefits to it, like a, a Roth IRA, put your money into that. And then once it's in there and you, you open your IRA with uh, Meritrade or Fidelity or Vanguard, like what those companies I was talking about. And then once it's in there, you can um, invest in, invest in an index. I mean, an index is, the safe bet and you know go watch that episode again but i went over what's the quote-unquote safest to the quote-unquote riskiest and you can choose what level you're at because the riskier it gets the more knowledge you just have to have so just learn as much as you can um i don't know what i think you you answered all of it yeah i think i answered all of it right because and because you're a crypto hater i have to part with this um first of all there's a coinbase ipo at the end of this month uh-huh. which is March, uh, which is um, so you can buy a very reputable company that is heavily, heavily, heavily embedded in the crypto space. They also make billions of dollars a year. Uh, and that's a le- quote unquote legit way to, to purchase something that could could do very well. But if you put fucking 100 bucks into Bitcoin a year ago, you would have like two grand right now. That's it. Yeah, I mean, so experiment, learn, and then experiment, and then learn from what worked and didn't work. I mean, that's kind of how how I would approach anything in life, right? And I think people get weird about certain things. They get weird about money, or they get weird about relationships, or they get weird about, like, it's almost like you, you can understand it logically in this area of your life that you learn, you apply, you learn from what worked and didn't work, but you can't, like in your job, you can, maybe can apply that but then you won't apply it in other areas of your life. And I always think that that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to fail sometimes. It's okay to take a risk and fail and then you learn from that. Just don't keep repeating that same mistake, right? Exactly. So um, yeah, the ethereal, I don't think you need to understand like the ethereal idea of the marketplace. The The don't marketplace is just, it's just a bunch of businesses, okay? So, and, and what you're doing when you purchase a stock or invest in stocks is you are buying a portion of that business. So you are now technically a partial owner of that business, okay? And that's and that's it. Like you're, I partially own some of Microsoft right now, you know? And so when Microsoft profits, I profit, hopefully. If you're using these products. As long as the management is, um, you know, handling the money the right way. If you have a Microsoft computer or you use a Surface or whatever the PC, fuck, yeah. why aren't you also investing in the company? You literally if you believe in are it. helping the company win. If you believe a company exactly. will be around in 10 years and be doing better than it is right now, it's probably a good company to look at. You're helping build the company by using their products all the time. People who go to Chipotle every fucking night 
but they don't buy Chipotle stock. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, it's hard to know when to buy in. So, and that's what you need to do research on. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't buy Chipotle right now, even though I like Chipotle. No, I'm saying like they, they've done it for years and yeah. they don't buy into it. Like it's about reorganizing the way that you think about what you're doing. Yeah. Right? So, so first the mindset of investing. Yeah. Like yeah. I literally am helping these companies. Every time I go to Target, I'm helping Target. Yeah. But I don't think that I could buy Target stock because I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. But you have to un marry your that kind of logic and and really think more logically Mm -hmm. and then just read books on the right time to buy Mm -hmm. in on those stocks because that's always up for debate analysts always debate about whether a stock is a buy a hold a sell like oh dude so many different analysts have so many different opinions some of the shit that gets said where it's like oh we like this one because uh yeah the earnings the new earnings came out that's it that's it and that can fucking make a stock go crazy right like it, it can be the smallest thing too. Yeah. Like oh, the Elon Musk w- uh, smoked weed with on Joe Rogan. Guess what? Everyone's gonna fucking short Tesla tomorrow. But guess what? Tesla rebounded by the end of the week. Right. You just don't know. It's emotional. Yeah, it's all emotional. I yeah. mean, they, they conflict each other all the time. Like I, I subscribe to Wall Street Journal and um a couple different publications that that send me daily emails and and from analysts and stuff, right? And um one day it'll be like. PayPal is crashing because um, their president, or their CEO, sold a bunch of stuff of shares. Which, by the way, he sells the same amount of shares every month. So this is stupid. But and, you know, they made a headline about it, and then it like dipped for a little bit. And then the next day, it's like PayPal is soaring because crypto. They incorporated this crypto thing, and like everybody loves it. And so it's then it started going. Like, <laughs> it's almost like. They use media to manipulate the price so that they can get nice entry points. Almost like that, I don't know. right? That's just a conspiracy that I have, though. Interesting. That, pure tinfoil hat shit. I'm just mm-hmm. a fucking dumbass on the internet. Yeah, but I encourage you to just keep learning. Learn as much as you can. You know, you have good questions, so you have the right intuition yeah. about what to ask. Just don't be scared just, of getting in. Yeah, just go in. I mean, read some of those books that are recommended, and, and that's a good entry point for, you know, getting started. And I hope that helps you. It answers your good question. Good luck. Good luck out there. Take advantage of uh, compounding interest. I highly recommend it for everybody. And that's the end of our show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you guys so much, even though some of you love me more than Steve. But some of and you have heard obvious. like me a lot, so that's and nice. And it's the right team it's always nice. to be on. And we're on separate teams and um, we're enemies, so it's good that to know who who's loyal. I you always know? have Mark. I always have Mark at the end of the day. No. That's what I didn't Mark. Know. I'm going. Blink twice. At least I have that. Subscribe to our Patreon too, you know, patreon.com slash sticky. Some people like me there too. No. I mean, some. I heard. Okay. We love you guys. Bye.